Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Kyle Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas, and who... Good, sir. Are you? Uh, I am the producer. My name is Matt. Nice to see you, Fred. How are you doing? Uh, it is uh, very good to see you, too. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, uh, especially about my um, Skype background. Wow. Uh, a little foreshadowing to the yeah. episode. Yours is the best, obviously. You got the <laughs> books in the back. And, I got to you know. light it up a little bit, but yeah. Oh, the, yeah, but it's lit <laughs> magically, you know? You got the arm for your mic. It's just, yeah. if, if you guys could see Matt set up, you'd be like, oh my God, this is huge. Oh, but you can. You can listen to the podcast now on YouTube. We've got it on there. And you know what, Fred? We're up to like 31 subscribers. Um, Holy guacamole. That's a lot. <laughs> We're getting a couple of peaks every episode now. You know, obviously uh, our podcatchers do all the heavy lifting, as they should. But yeah, if you want to see what we're looking like, you know, because you've been trapped inside like we have and you want to see our guests, you can do that. And you know what? If you do, please subscribe. Uh, that'd be cool for, for us, wouldn't it, Fred? Oh, my God. Please share, subscribe. Um, you know, if you want to go deep, deep. Uh, there's a, a special way to help us uh, with our Patreon yeah. as well. Do and, the Patreon. Um, hey, you know, it's still pretty freaking cold out. Uh, I'm not wearing it right now, but Matt, would you let the people know about our anti-itch toque? Yeah, our guest, Allison, before the pod told me that it's going to be minus 18 this weekend. And wow. that is, uh, you know, you got to plug your car in. Your ears are going to fall off if you're wearing just a, a cap like we're wearing. Uh, so you do need a toque. And there's a shortage, obviously, right now. Uh, the two shortages going on, the N95 masks and, and toques. And we have some left in stock for you. <laughs> so if you go to our link tree... On Instagram or Twitter, listen, we do have a link for the Shopify. We will get that thing to you in the mail. We'll snail that mail. And uh, then you're, you're going to be fine for the rest of the winter because we still got another, you know, month and a half of this stuff. Matt's absolutely correct. 
it's going to be so cold um, for the next little while. We're going to start to read those classic reports. So like it's uh, it's colder here than it is on Mars. Yeah. Uh, or, oh, my goodness, there's people doing things in Winnipeg. How? <laughs> Stuff like that. It's going to be that cold. Um, but Matt, I feel like we've hit everyone up with all, with all our good stuff, right? Is there, any, is there any hot links or info or anything people need to know? Well, you know, we're on the Sonar Network. Always go to the sonarnetwork.com because they got all kinds of great podcasts there. You can listen there. We've got all kinds of links there that can, you know, shoot you in the direction of podcatchers. But we do have dunkspodcast.com as well, as, as we always say. Uh, it's a teenager skateboard of a site, and we're proud of it. And we've got all the links for everything there. It's just uh, a lot of fun. You can also listen to the episodes there. You can go back to our old seasons, click and have some fun. Folks, that's why we're here. Matt wants you to have fun, folks. Um, do it. Listen to this man. Uh, and uh, without further ado, and before we get into it, let me just say... Email your city councilors, Black Lives Matter, and defund the police. And Maddie, if you feel like we're good to uh, pop right into this podcast, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's bring on guest number one. Uh, it's, uh, I believe, her second time on the podcast. Um, she's an incredible uh, basketball personality. You might know her on Twitter, at uh, Canoe Girl, uh, or from the Raptors Queens podcast. Uh, she's also a bird enthusiast, and I'm a I'm a like a burgeoning one, so that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, uh, without further ado, give it up uh, as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Allison Hope. <laughs> you can see her face right now. She's like, "This is this is your music, uh, Allison." Um, some people are are happy with it. Uh, some people don't like it, but it's a lifelong thing, regardless. Reminds me of last time, but thank you for the invite, guys. Super excited to be here and nice to meet you, Franco. So I guess we're, I guess I'm ready to go. Amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty ready to go too. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining the pod again. Um, yeah, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's a hilarious comedian. He's an amazing improviser. You might know him from the sketch troupe Tall Boys or from the TV show Tall Boys. Um, they are all, in fact, tall boys um, but they're also very very funny uh it's an incredible show and uh season two is uh right about to come out uh, i'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit but um give it up as loud as you can even if you're at home alone for franco nuyen hey oh i like this this is uh i think is this your second time on the pod franco no, or this is the first time. First. first time. I think you and I have done did a podcast in the past on uh, down in the post. Right. We've we've talked ball before. Days. Yeah, years ago. Years ago. Um, but yeah, you're uh, you're an old head like me, uh, or I mean, at least a a long long time basketball fan. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on and nervous as well. 
<laughs> I don't, you know, I'm, I'm like feeling, I think it's this chair. It's like, I feel like I want to keep moving too much. And I'm like, Freddie, stay focused. Don't just wiggle around in the chair. You know what I mean? Um, but that's just me coaching myself. Let's, uh, let's just jump right into it. Cause I feel like once we start talking ball, all things will subside. Um, Maddie, if you're there and I know you're there, I just always. keep saying that to myself. You're always there. <laughs> you're always there for me. Um, please give me your most delicious, amazing, weird, Raptors sting. Hey, Bobby Webster. <laughs> 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 Allison, let's uh, let's go to you first. Um, and just jumping off last night, that you know, incredible JV performance. I think you know. For Raptors fans, it was nice to see a familiar face. Um, also, a bunch of Canadians on the on the Grizzlies, uh, and you know JV doing so well. But also, the game ended with us kind of like overcoming that, putting JV in some space. Uh, There's a nice play where Pascal blew by him. Um, but you know that's just I'm I'm, I'm not trying to slander JV. It just kind of got me in a, a good feel zone, and it made me think about like. What Raptor of any era, um, you know, recent or old, would you like to see on this current team? Uh, This is a super fun question. I think kind of the easy answer that came to the top of mind is Serge Ibaka. But I thought I'd kind of look back over my fandom since it goes back to about 2003. And a name that came to mind is uh, Anthony Parker. Uh, he he ended up playing that. about three seasons for the Raptors. He uh, he was a very durable player, and I was looking at his numbers. He at one point played all eighty-two games in one of his seasons with us. He uh, he was a corner sniper. He never shot lower than thirty-nine percent. And back in that in those times, he was only taking about four shots a game. He um, averaged eleven points a game. And I don't know if you guys were watching then. Does does anyone remember what number he wore? Because this is why he came to mind right away from what Chuck Swirsky used to say during the games. Do you, I, do you guys do you remember? I the only thing that I can think of is twenty three because I know when he was he played for Maccabi Tel Aviv I think and people said he was like the Michael Jordan of the Euro League before he came over, but. Maybe I'm wrong. I th- I'm pretty sure. I didn't look this up. I think he wore number 18 because Swirsky's call used to be and Anthony Parker from 18 Parkerville Lane, like when he whenever he hit a corner three. So <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed him. Um, well, I enjoyed Chuck, but um, I, enjoyed, I, loved, I miss Chuck, too. Yes. And but I, honorable mention to Charles Oakley. He was with the Raptors before I you know, jumped on board, but by all accounts, he was just a really good player. So uh, that, that would be Anthony Parker would be mine. Those are uh, amazing choices. I, I loved Anthony Parker, um, you know, brother of Candace Parker, uh, one of the best WNBA players to, to ever did not up. know that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she actually just got traded to Chicago. Um, so that, that's a big move. Uh, or maybe she just signed there as a free agent. But um, yeah, Anthony Parker was like such a glue guy. He, you know, he was so solid and steady. And I think in this era would, would thrive because he was he was a good defender too, good size. Um, Anthony Parker would be amazing. Oakley obviously like is 
just the shit. Oakley's amazing. Um, yeah, uh, Franco, do you, do you have a, a, a person who uh, are a former player you'd like to see on the Raptors? Cool. Uh, Anthony Parker. The 18, I remember someone mentioning that uh, it, had, uh, it was like a tribute to um, his uh, some type of uh, like he learned a lot about Judaism and it's a special number in Judaism. I could be wrong, mm. but that is also from his days of playing at Maccabi Tel Aviv. And his game is so much like for anyone that watches now or that watched two years ago, it's very uh, Danny Green like. It's like yeah. with more more fadeaways, I would say. Um, I think, yeah, Kawhi Leonard would be the player from the past. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's the, I feel like that's too obvious. Because um, uh, watching the game the other night, I, I mean, we're getting killed down low. And so the things that I'm thinking about are like rebounding. Uh, so if I'm thinking of just like pure rebounding, I'm thinking of like the non-obvious choices are uh, like JYD and mm-hmm. Charles Oakley is like someone that came to mind. I like Daniel Marshall because like the game needs to be stretched out a little bit. So oh, Daniel Marshall bit. would be fun. Yeah. And uh, I think like, I mean, Chris bought, it's kind of seems unfair to choose like franchise players, but I feel like that's like someone we need, someone that can help rebound, but still contribute to the scoring. Hey, you know, anyone who's a former Raptor, um, I actually was kind of thinking, you know, a prime Vince Carter would be pretty sick uh, on yeah. this team. Um, but yeah, I was trying to think like, you know, like similar, similar to kind of both of you, like on the margins a little bit. And the person I came up with uh, was just, if we had like, you know, top athleticism, Marcus Camby. I oh, think, yeah, that's a great you know, story. he would just wow. be blocking everything, dunking everything. He would be, he would kind of change the team from a physical standpoint. Yeah. Um, but uh, Franco, let's, let's stick with you for the, for this next one. So, you know, I, uh, I'm sure you know, every fan has a, a different approach to how they feel about, you know, Kyle Lowry and his legacy. And yeah. obviously the, the, Bleacher Report rumors came up uh, about, um, you know, potentially uh, there being reason for Kyle to be traded. Uh, I've kind of talked about it a bunch on the podcast about like how how difficult the mechanics of a Kyle Lowry trade actually would be. So I I don't really want to go into all that, but um, I think that happening and then also the back spasms happening last night Mm -hmm. is kind of this weird storm of like, you know, it's, I feel like it's going to put a pause on that conversation, but I'm just interested in both of your opinions. And and yeah, Frank, we'll go, we'll go to you first. Uh, You know, what do you like as a Raptor fan, you know, want for Kyle Lowry's legacy? Like, what do you think is his, let's say, you know, he hopefully plays to 40, you know, what are his next couple, his last couple of years? Like, what do you want them to be like? Um, I think, you know, I'm one of those people that used to swear at Kyle a lot during the, like when it was the bromance uh, with DeRozan and Lowry, like every playoffs, I just remember sitting at Shoeless Joe's just screaming and even (laughs) you'll do that at Shoeless Joe's. So, you know, yeah, I'm just eating wings and screaming and I have to avoid eye contact because people think I'm, I'm directing it towards them. Um, but even during the, the title run, I, I was like so hard 
on Kyle Lowry throughout the whole thing. Uh, maybe until we got to the finals, but I remember the just screaming uh, during the Bucks run. Um, but uh, I mean, I think you know if he we can get him to Philly for some uh, pieces there because um, he's from Philly. I feel like we if we can put him in a spot where he, uh, you know I feel like he's definitely earned. He's he's so important uh, to the Raptors' history that we should like I don't know, put him somewhere that he'd be happy with, somewhere uh, where he could go for a title run. I mean, I, I heard rumors about LA. Uh, I'm very opposed to that, but if that's what he wants, you know, yeah, reunite him with Kawhi and and uh, Serge, you know, and and give the the Clippers the dirty. Cheating, illegally scouting, interfering Clippers, <laughs> what they want because I want what Kyle wants. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> all I can say is that I've, I, I, I think I've been pretty consistent that if Kyle does want to be traded, I feel like, you know, the franchise would work with him on that and should. But I, I'm not sure that he wants, you know, to, I've just been thinking about this kind of conversation a lot recently. And I'm like, I'm not sure he wants to go to a place, you know, where he's going to be kind of like, like a, have a very specific and kind of like high profile with tons of scrutiny role. And I, I feel like Kyle is up for the challenge, but there's also a part of me that feels like he has everything he wants here. And, you know, I think he feels like he can be a part of a competitive future for the Raptors. So, you know, I might just be in, 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 in dream world, but uh, I also think, you know, you know, that there's the mechanics part of the conversation where it's like all those, those, those places you talked about, the contenders are the ones that they don't have a lot of dead salary to throw around. And, you know, Kyle's making $33 million. So it's like, we would have to really kind of like take a, like a Tobias Harris contract back or so, you know, something not good. Um, but Allison, let me go to you. Like what kind of future, you know? Yeah. I guess. Do you think Kyle wants, or, or do you want for him? Like, do you want to kind of send him off like the, the Marcus treatment or do you, yeah. Where, where are you at? Oh, so I'll preface what I'm going to say with with um, just the observation that probably the most eloquent I've ever been in my life was not at a meeting or doing a eulogy at a funeral. It was in a, a big debate about the merits of Kyle Lowry and especially those years <laughs> that that, that um, you know eliminated in four games against Washington or um, in the Eastern Conference Final the last year against Cleveland, like swept. And I argued vehemently that he was not the problem, that he was the one to keep if if it, a choice had to be made between he and DeMar. So, I mean, and I think I was right about that. I've been wrong about a lot of basketball things, but I was right about that. And it always... The comments by Masai just it was simple what he said, but it was it was so eloquent. Masai said there's something about this guy and he is so damn right. So I'm a very firm believer in his worthiness um, for the Hall of Fame. And I've caught heat on Twitter for saying this. But man, if Sean Marion is in Kyle Lowry is a lock. So, you know, he's got this expiring contract and, you know, I don't think we're going deep this year. I, I would 
I think we can all agree on that, like barring trades or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. I said the same thing as Franco. You know, I'd like to see him traded to Philly. Um, He can play for a contender. He can add another ring potentially. But then ultimately, I'd like to see him come back to Toronto and finish his career and break the bottle of champagne against the statue outside of Scotiabank Arena. And I think the only thing yes, left to it. decide is what what format the statue will take. I'm a, a big fan of uh, a statue of Kyle, like imploring the referee to hand him the ball so he can hurry up and push the ball up the floor. <laughs> that's, so, a, that's a good one. My my Kyle statue, I think is like I want to just put it somewhere in like you know you know, the four big banks like are somewhere in the path or something where it's like basically an elevator opens up and you walk into Kyle and it's like, oh. he basically took a charge on you. <laughs> it's like, you're like, ah, you know what I mean? But it's like a statue. So it's like totally solid. And you're like, oh, you can't move it. And, um, the, you know, just uh, so he's just, door. he's, yeah, he's just taking charges <laughs> for eternity. Um, yeah. Or, or, you know, if he gets the Kawhi treatment with the steps, I just wanted like, you know, I want all the like lighting effects to be, be places he's taken charges. Um, but yeah, the, the, you know, the, the hurry up, give me the ball ref, uh, like the hurry up offense is such a good Kyle thing. It's such a like, you know, good part of who Kyle is. Like our, our team is kind of a trend center on always going for the two, uh, the two for one. Like you see it, you know, with Fred and Pascal and Kyle and, um, but uh, Allison, let's stick with you. Um, and just go to our last Raptors question. I just here. want to say I want sure. Kyle to stay a Raptor for as long as he wants. And the only time he should leave is when his vertical leap is lower than Derek Martin's was. Well, oh. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> Obscure yeah, reference. So forever. <laughs> you Derek may have to explain that. <laughs> Derek Martin, you know, just a quick shout out to him. He extended uh, that three point streak, which Raptors fans had going for like, I, I forget what it was, like 800 games. Uh, you know, he just, he shot a three for pizza. And also like that was the one three we made in the game. Um, Derek Martin, uh, bench celebrator. Um, sorry, Franco. I feel like I've taken. He's like good. a really, he was like a really good. Uh, he was like your, the your old gym teacher. If he was on a basketball team, <laughs> um, I think at one point there was like a cheeseburger nickname. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, because like he's like, there was a thing in an interview where he's like cheeseburger. Like, or I forget exactly what it was, but it was fairly hilarious. Um, okay, let's uh, yeah, Allison, let's stick with you for the last uh, question. Um, yeah, and, and this is kind of, you know, I can look ahead to the schedule, but it's more so just kind of a guesstimation. Uh, we're 11 and 13. Um, you know, we have a, a back-to-back coming up, so we could be 500 at the end of this back-to-back. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't always work like that. So I'm just getting your temperature. Like, when do you think this team is going to be 500 again? That's a really hard question. I, I'm not sure they're going to. Um, I, I mean, failing a trade, and we know there's going to be attrition from injuries. And I was kind of thinking about that this last night before Kyle went out. I mean, and OG's out. But I just looked at the next 13 games, like, until the break, and seven of those teams are under 500. And oddly enough, one of those teams is Miami, and they always play us tough. I, I 
kind of predicted the Raptors would finish with around 40 wins. Um, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Um, I kind of see us hovering just around 500 the rest of the season, like barring any big changes. Yeah, I think uh, that's uh, that's fair. That's very fair. You know, I looked at it in the schedule too, and yeah, there are some kind of rough teams in there. But I feel like Boston's coming up. We also have a back to back with um, Milwaukee. Bucks. Yeah, and, and that could kind of set us back. So it could be a long journey. Um, Franco, where where are you at? You know, and, and and you can just give me a random number too. If it's like I think they'll be five hundred at twenty and twenty or whatever. I think they're. I mean, the next games they're 11 13 they'll be and uh they're facing washington and then the game after that is was it the third game after yes it's uh, wizards celtics timberwolves bucks yeah so the celtics and uh the bucks are tough but i think if they pull one off against boston if it's some type of if they have like uh you know a chip on their shoulder pascal's clicking norm was great starting the other day maybe they just catch a streak fred's like really getting really hot so i mean maybe they just pull one off against boston and i feel like washington that's an easy one and uh yeah the wolves i think that's another w i mean i feel like they could be 500 at least like after the next three games they're gonna be 500 that's that's kind of, i brought this question up because like that was my like optimistic take and and my kind of like yeah. m- like kind of more afraid take was what allison said because i think there is a chance that you know you you can't quite get your your, your footing at any point with this season and um you know friend and uh former guest of the podcast dan gallia earlier in the season we were talking about you know it was after a loss and um, you know, there was some signs of optimism, but he was just kind of like, man, I feel like this is going to be that type of season where Pascal is going to get it going, but then OG's going to be out and OG's going to come back, but then Fred's going to be out. And there's this kind of like, there's not enough depth to kind of like buoy a machine. Um, but I, I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of good you know especially at the end of that Grizzlies game I feel like there's some there's some good stuff happening in the margins with like you know Utah and Stanley and Bembry all kind of being reliable Boucher seems like he 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 hit that dip you know where everyone scouted him for a second and he's kind of like back to being like no no I am confident Uh, I am gonna let it fly from three so I don't know yeah I'm I just I think I want to beat Boston so I'm going to say that we're going to be 500 after the Boston game. And then I'm going to feel really silly if we're not. Uh, but, but yeah, that's my take. Sorry. I was- now that you say that, Freddie, like, and Franco, like typically after a really bad game against Boston, we come back with a solid effort. I'm thinking of that Christmas Day game two years mm-hmm. ago, and we were terrible. And then I think the, the we played them back to back the next game and we beat them. So, yeah, I think uh, I think a pa- passion's kind of run deep. And I, I, I think that's possible. Me too. And, and does you know, Boston I, have a full healthy roster right now? I think Kemba, they have. No? Uh, think, Smart is still is Smart still out? Smart will be out. You know, likely when we play them. And I think I think Tatum might have been out for a little bit. But yeah, I haven't I haven't Brown. checked back in. Brown's out. Brown's oh, right. out. Oh wow! So, and I don't know, know that Kemba's back. 
He's back. Yeah, Kemba, oh. Kemba's back. But yeah, Boston's had some health issues. I love Matt coming in there. Kemba's back. He must be on my fantasy team. What did you say, Franco? I said, did I say 500? Because I'm scared of Kemba. Uh, I'm a little bit scared of Kemba too, but, um, you know, Hey, we, we, we have outfitted ourselves. Uh, actually, I can't even go down that road. Cause like the playoff series was good, but then we really got beat up pretty bad earlier in the year. That's like maybe our worst loss. So, uh, I'll just, I'll hold the homerism for a sec with, uh, with Boston. Uh, but I do want to, uh, yeah, move on to some NBA stuff. Uh, so uh, if you're if you're both good and uh, and Maddie, if you got some some juicy, amazing NBA sting, please, good sir, give it to me. This is Adam Silver. Classic. Everyone knows Adam Silver walks around making that noise. So um, <laughs> thank you so much, Matt, uh, for including that. Um, it's really a deep guttural noise that sounds like it's like auto tune or something, but he can pull it off. Um, just, you know, just, yeah, he needs like a, a pop or something. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Weird joke rant. Uh, Franco, I'm going to go to you first here. Um, this is like a, a fun conversation because it's not us, but uh, who do you think right now is the very worst team in the NBA? I think uh, the Detroit Pistons. I mean, they're in the news recently with the Derrick Rose trade. I don't think they really gain a lot picking up uh, Dennis Smith Jr. I think, I think it's just the team is really thin and uh, I mean, Blake Griffin seems like he's on the sort of the downward slope of his career. Unfortunately, I love Blake Griffin, legendary dunker, great comedic skills off the court as well. Yeah, uh, yep. but it seems like his he's uh yeah I think he's I someone had a post uh, on the net that says uh Blake hasn't dunked this year, so it just seems like athletically which wow. that was his game he was like this dude that just flew off flew in the sky and just uh has uh, had to remodel his game and it just seems like the the shift is is slower than uh what is needed for the success of detroit this year yeah, no, I think they're full on in, in a situation where they're like trying to be bad um, because, yeah, like, you know, it looks like they're going to rebuild around Jeremy Grant. Uh, but, you know, that will probably take a little while. And if things are not looking good in Detroit, um, that might be the answer. Uh, I have I picked another team just for like conversation's sake. Uh, but let's uh, let's go to you, uh, Allison. Uh, who, who do you think is the worst team? Uh, right now in the NBA. So this is more subjective than objective. I was kind of looking at Washington. So they're uh, six and 15, I believe mm-hmm. um, they're 28th in defensive efficiency. Uh, they're the worst in the league in points allowed um, second worst defensive rebounding team and the worst in defending opponents shooting a three. 
um, probably some of that rebounding, the rebounding issues are because Thomas Bryant, their center is out for the year. But I kind of went with Washington because I have a historic hatred for this franchise, uh, <laughs> especially after the 2015 sweep. And then Randy Whitman with that infamous whiteboard incident. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yes. Oh, oh, my God. It was please, please, please remind. Please remind. So, so uh, during a timeout and it could have been the, the the year before. But regardless, Randy Whitman was trying to draw up a play and he had the blank white board with the baskets drawn in and he kept flipping it upside down like it was the wrong way. Like and the players were just like looking at him with, you know, in, <laughs> in, in incredulity. Um, so, yeah, I, I went with, um, by the way, that video is out there on YouTube. It's quite funny. Please check it um, out. It's, it's, it's amazing. And we lost to, <laughs> we lost to them. Um, so, and I just, I feel bad for Brad Beal. Someone needs to free bad Brad Beal. So yeah, went with Washington. Washington. Yeah. Great choice. Uh, I thought this segment would be fun for like, Teams being like, hold my beer. I'm bad too. Um, <laughs> and it's turning out pretty great. Uh, and so I, I'm going to jump in with mine. Um, although, yeah, I'm still wrestling. Cause like when I look at Detroit, it's like, there's a lot of ouch. Um, Washington, I think, you know, probably is in a situation as well where they're going to, it's going to get worse for them, especially if there's trades on the horizon. Uh, but my team and I thought they were going to have a bit of a better year competitively, but uh, they've been very unlucky and it's been very, very tragic as well. But um, my team's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, and there, you know, they have, they have talent. They have guys that can do stuff, but they have been just like no showing on the court. And it's been like, they're not super duper competitive. Like, I don't think they have all the worst, you know, advanced metrics, but that plus being in the Western Conference, I just feel like it's not going to be very long before they pack it in and try to get their, you know, first overall pick a lot of playing time, uh, not necessarily shop towns or, or, or D'Angelo Russell, but I think they, they'll, they'll count the years of loss fairly quickly. There's a, a betting website and they've got the odds up for the first coach to be fired and Flip Saunders is uh has the the worst odds so yeah maybe you're onto something there yeah well i mean you know what i think all of our coaches are in trouble because it's like <laughs> scott brooks right oh like, did i say flip saunders his son sorry let me correct um, myself oh yes no you know what uh yeah it's not it's uh, ryan saunders yeah yeah um no actually it's funny when you said flip saunders i, I jump right to it uh as well but um uh r.i.p flip RIP. but uh yeah, you know, Scott Brooks. And then also, I, I I miss him, but I also feel like, you know, he got he got the bag, he got a lot of money, but Dwayne Casey's probably, like, at some point, you know, going to be like, all right, Detroit is, like, I was I was on, a, on the cusp of, like, a championship with the team I was, and I came here to rebuild, and we're, like, we just keep rebuilding. Uh, so... Yeah, a hot seat. I think we just named the three coaches that are like super duper on the hot seat. Um, but let's stick with you, Allison, uh, on, on the last NBA question here. Uh, and that's just um, – and I, I have a list too because this might be a little bit subjective. But who do you think uh, is going to be the most deserving first-time all-star? 
in the league. So yeah, if if someone didn't jump to mind, we can kind of like brainstorm here because uh, sometimes it's easy to forget that there are certain guys that you know they've been to the All Star game once or whatever. But um, yeah, Allison, let's, uh, let's let's hear what you're thinking. Well, I had to go in and actually look at the voting and the player I went with actually went to the rising stars last year. So I'm not sure if that disqualifies him from your question or not, but I'm just going to go with it. I I went with Colin Sexton. So um, he was drafted um, eighth in Cleveland and um, he played in um, under coach John Billeen. And he's the one who um, infamously um, complimented his players on their effort by saying they were no longer playing like a bunch of thugs. And, and then, Oh when, yeah. Yeah. That, that was brutal. Terrible. So, I mean, he, he's a, you know, Colin Sexton kind of walks into the situation. He uh, is on a team with Kevin Love who, you know, had like a meltdown in practice um, about not getting the ball. And there's a video that there somewhere of him um, slapping chairs during a timeout. Uh, apparently he raised his coat, his uh, voice to the GM, Kobe Altman. So, I mean, this is sort of the lesson in professionalism you're getting as a young player. Brutal. He really hasn't had a strong culture around him. And it's kind of nice to see him succeed on his own merits here, um, you know, in spite of the organization around him. And I think he um, he came up huge in that uh, the first game against Brooklyn. Um, they I did they correct me if I'm wrong? Did they not take two games from Brooklyn? And I think um, one of them went into overtime and Colin Sexton scored like 46 points. So I, I think he's yeah, no, I super think deserving. Right. Yeah, I, I like him. I think he's super deserving. Yeah, uh, Colin Sexton's a great choice. And also Cleveland, you know, like, you know, you have to give so, you give credit where it's due. Like they're they're winning games, you know, they're improving. Um, and, you know, you see guys uh, like like Levine on there, you know, big kind of vote getters. Um, uh, and that, that might have been a bit of a spoiler. I hope I don't know if you chose uh, Levine Franco, um, but um yeah, uh, you know, I brought him up because I think there's other kind of like flashier, more more well-known guys. And, you know, people didn't see Sexton in the bubble either, right? So for some fans, it's probably like 16, 18 months or whatever since they've seen this guy play. And he, he's incredible. He's really improved. Um, yeah, Franco, who's your, who's your most deserving first-time All-Star? I, the first person that came to my mind is De'Aaron Fox, but I'm not sure if he – has he been an All-Star before? Um, no, he hasn't been an all-star, oh. but yeah, he's like, this is kind of a hard question in, in the sense where it's like, you don't know who's going to make it. And obviously the starting lineups are people that have been there a bunch, yeah. but, uh, Fox is, a, you know, he's a dessert. He, the Kings are also in that like competitive space. He just got named. He was just player of the week this past week. I mean, I love his game. He's so fast. He's a dragon ball Z fan. He plays a lot of 2k. Huge. huge. All I think, uh, uh, Anime taste is a big part of being selected as an all-star. And uh, I think De'Aaron Fox should go in based on that reason alone. I think uh, your criteria <laughs> is basically perfect and no one could ever poke any holes in it. <laughs> yeah. De'Aaron Fox. A great. And he's having a great year as well. And yeah. Again, just got named player of the week. Um, and I think, yeah, he's just on the come up. Kings are very interesting team. Yeah, I mean, you know, Fox against us the other night was like awesome. Um, and I know we kind of like whooped the uh, uh, Kings 
pretty good uh, the first time we played them, but um, they really. Oh, producer pick Beasley. <laughs> um, and I have a feeling, I have a feeling this has something to do with um, your fantasy team, uh, Mr. Matt Duncan. Uh, but please, I'll, I'll let you elaborate. Uh, you've come on screen to inform everyone uh, about Malik Beasley. Okay, listen up here, folks. Okay, Malik Beasley. He's doubled all his stats from last year. He's averaging 20 points. He's averaging five rebounds. He's he's averaging three threes. The guy is stepping up on a terrible team. Uh, he's given the fans something to cheer for here. And uh, I think that if, if this All-Star is like, you got to pick one from each team, if it was that kind of All-Star game, I'm picking Beasley for the Timberwolves. And that's all I have to say. Well, um, for folks who are just, you know, like hearing that, like just audio only, he completed 40 chin-ups uh, in the time that he explained <laughs> that. So, so Matt goes hard. Yeah, you can't uh, and, see me, you know, but I'm doing push-ups like crazy right now. Yeah, he works out furiously <laughs> the whole pod. Um, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's fun. Uh, okay, mine is, um, and, you know, this is yeah, a tough kind of like fringy pick, uh, but I think if the Jazz hold on to the third or sort of the, the best record um, in the NBA and in the, in the Western Conference, they may just may get three all-stars and it would be Mike Conley's that was my first, choice, yeah. first all-star. I think that, you know, the jazz would really have to have like a, like a, I don't know, a, a couple games uh, on the Lakers even to, to be in there. Uh, and then, yes, yeah, so, you know, I think Levine is another guy I was thinking of. Um, I think Jalen Brown, uh, if he gets in, is going to be very deserving. Um, and uh, the person I'm kind of hoping for, because it would mean that the Raptors season is going to like get a lot better quickly, is uh, Fred. Uh, I think Fred has the numbers. Yeah. He, you know, is deserving, but, you know, the Raptors have to be on the winning side of things, I think, for one of our guys right now to be in contention. Oh, Fred, I had a quick question now that we're talking about the All-Star game. Sure. Uh, I read a report that maybe uh, the fans are not voting for the Raptors to protect them from going to the All-Star game in regard to COVID and whatnot. And they asked Fred about it, and he said, that's very noble. Um, so what, what do you, wow. yeah, well, we're in you, Florida. Yeah. yeah he's, like, <laughs> he's like, thank you so much. Um, I don't know if you watch the Super Bowl, but that's where we are. Yeah. Uh, already, so, it's already hot in hell. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But, um, uh, yeah, that's apparently that, that could be a thing. So if we don't get our guys in the all-star game, it's us noble fans, uh, yeah. not voting. Like that's, you know what? Matt, you are officially like a a hardcore Raptors fan because that's like some deep, you know, like mental (laughs) gymnastics you're going through. Sorry, Franco, you got some? No, I was just saying, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. But anyways, I think Mike Connolly is a great pick. Man, I loved his career. (laughs) And uh, and it's just, and he's so noble. And I remember one of his, my favorite quotes from him was, because uh, people had always doubted him. He came in with Greg Olden at the same time. They're on the same uh, yep. team in Ohio. And, you know, he's this under barely six feet. I think he might even be like 5'10 point guard. And no one expected him to have the career that he had. And I think someone asked him something along the lines of like, "How do you, what do you want to say to people who uh, 
are you glad no are you glad you proved people wrong he's like it's not about proving uh the haters wrong it's about proving the people who believed in me right which is i was like wow that's that's beautiful that is beautiful <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think about like you know if there's like a a raptor that would like most embody like you know that but i feel like there's a lot of prove them wrong attitude going down for the raptors um but yeah prove them rights uh prove them rights nice i like that too um let's uh let's let's finish this off with some some silly quickish questions uh allison you've done it before franco it's gonna be your first time and let me tell you it's a blast uh maddie uh i know you're there i really do know you're there um (laughs) doing chin-ups and push-ups uh maybe squats i don't know uh but please good sir uh give me your freshest sting for quickish questions Quickish questions. We've arrived uh, at uh, at the silly segment. Um, me making fun of my own segment. I don't know why, but uh, uh, here's how it works. I'm going to um, read fan questions, uh, and and you know a lot of listeners of the pod, friends, uh, hardcore Raptors fans. I'm going to read whatever questions they have. Uh, I'm going to likely stumble through it. I might slur. Maybe my ADD will kick in. Could have a stroke. Honestly, doesn't matter. You have to answer as quickly as possible. Uh, and that's that's how the game works. That's what the segment is. Uh, you can't stall. <laughs> no phoning a friend. No delaying. Oh. You got to just hit me with that answer. Jeez. No pressure. No pressure. Except aye, all aye, the aye. pressure. Um, okay. Uh, are we ready to go or what? We'll do. Uh, we'll go Franco, Allison, Matt. That's good. All right. Let's go. Okay. Franco. Which player from the 80s uh, and 90s not named MJ could play in today's NBA? 80s and 90s? Are they the same player or a different player? I think it's up to you. Okay. I think... It's so hard with the troop. I mean, I guess the to me it's Larry Bird. I mean, it feels like that's the obvious choice. Stretch. I mean, he's very. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki is not so far off, but like, uh, yeah, that, I feel like that's the obvious choice. Can move, very skilled, great shooter. Uh, you just have to shoot way more. Love it, uh, Allison. I think this is a perfect question for you. Um, does Paul Watson need more minutes? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Matt. Yes, sir. Um, this question, you know, just answer it however you like. Great. But the question is, who he play for with three question marks? <laughs> who he play for? That's right. Um, boy, that's a good question. Thanks for that one. Uh, I think who he plays for is Toronto Raptors. And I'm talking about <laughs> Chris Boucher. Okay, love it. Um, I loved your journey, uh, Franco. Is OG uh, being prone to injuries a concern? Um, it's. I would. Is he twenty five, twenty six now? I think I'm. Yeah, he's younger. I think he's twenty twenty four. Okay, then it's less of a concern to me. Um, I think 
uh, with today's technology, people rebound all the time. He could be like a Grand Hill situation. Um, and I think the last time he was out of, you know, I'm not as concerned because it, unless it's a significant injury, then uh, I'd be worried. But because the way the seasons have been, stop and start, off seasons are it's short turnarounds, um, I'm not as concerned. I also Love think it. we need to respect his injuries because that's how we got him, right? He, uh, he was injured uh, before that's the draft. Right. So we wouldn't have OG if it wasn't for his wonderful injuries. <laughs> wow. Matt, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, very beautiful <laughs> end to the pod here. Sun setting here in Toronto. It's gorgeous. Uh, actually, no, it's not. Uh, not for another 40 minutes. Uh, who's counting, right? Uh, but um, Allison, uh, will Aaron Baines get better? <laughs> oh, I sure hope so. He was, that was terrible last night. I was talking to Matt before we started and like turning down open shots. I mean, they're just blatantly not guarding him. And there was that really perplexing series under the rim last night. I don't know if you guys noticed, they didn't replay it. And he made the initial stop. And then the, I forgot who had the ball and Baines made no attempt to close out on him. And it was just a little three foot chippy, you know, unopposed, like just, a complete mental lapse so uh, this is not the same player we saw with the Celtics uh, I don't know how much COVID has affected him he's got to get better agreed hard agree Matt you're mm-hmm. going to love this question oh dear it looks like there will be no Raptor in the All-Star game <gasps> is this a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> well it depends on how you look at it if right? it's us noble fans trying to protect them try to keep them in the safe zone in florida and uh it's in atlanta this year right yep yeah like mm-hmm. whoa whoa they gotta they gotta cross into another state and everything that that's a little dangerous for me in this day and age so yeah i think we don't need to worry but uh they should definitely have uh fred van vliet in the all-star game 100 percent Love it. And Matt, uh, again, thanks for bringing up nobility. I'm glad it's a, it's a big part of the pod. Um, Franco, uh, would you bother doing an all-star game this year? Why, I, why not? Personally, I yeah, would. You're because Adam it's my dream. Con- uh, con- oh, Adam's still alive. <laughs> Franco, would you play in the all-star game? Uh, the answer is yes. It's a dream come true. Uh, so, if I was yeah, Adam- it's also fair. <laughs> if, if, if I was Adam Silver, I don't think it's a good look. I really, I'm just based on the way they were, do, like, it seems like it, it really comes off as there's not as much concern for the players. It seems very dangerous. Georgia has been open the entire time. It seems just like a, a very, uh, it's a money grab for the Turner Cable Network. So I, I wouldn't do it, but I also haven't lost a lot of, uh, millions of dollars in revenue from a Daryl Morey comment as well. Fair. Um, Franco, he's, you know, all the business, all you thinking all, you know, the <laughs> numbers, brain. baby. <laughs> yeah, the, the numbers are crunching. I love it. Um, uh, Allison, from one to 10, uh, how satisfied are you with the Raptors selecting Charlie V, Charlie Villanueva, uh, seventh overall in the 2005 draft? I would have to go back and look to see who went below him. Um, I do remember him as a Raptor um, because I don't know who went below him. Um, I'll say I'm six satisfied. Okay. I like it. Um, 
Matt. Yes. Uh, this, you, you're going to enjoy this one. Okay. Um, what are some calm, measured reasons why Aaron Baines, who was coming off of a career year and was not coveted in free agency, has been so disappointing? What are some calm reasons for that? Mine? Yes. Um, <laughs> if you threw in a mate, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I've always uh, I've, I've had a lot of fun with uh, picking on Ian Baines, mate, in this uh, this season, and I I think it's just uh, uh, to be honest with you, it could be it could be just the COVID, it could be his diet because I know he eats a lot of meat, mate, a lot of meat, and uh, maybe the way it is because he doesn't have his own apartment or anything like that he doesn't have a proper barbie in florida which he needs to get back in his home base flawless <laughs> that's a 10 out of 10 answer folks okay this is the last three questions um franco you're getting a special one uh allison and matt i'm gonna give you the same one because i want to hear uh, two different answers okay franco um uh this is from a friend uh who are Franco's four favorite uh, NBA tall boys of all time? NBA tall boys? Do they have to? Uh, uh, Taco. The Celtics. <laughs> Taco. Taco. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Uh, uh, Mank Batir. <laughs> Mank uh, Batir, wow. Raptor. And, Shout um, out Jonathan Yam. And uh, Manute Bull. Manu Bull, great tall boys. Wow. Um, oh, was his name George Mershon? He was an actor for a little bit. George but, Murison. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, a little Billy Crystal action. No worries. Um, what was it, my giant? Um, I think so, yeah. Allison, uh, your last question. Uh, Kyle's house is up for sale. What does it all mean? Oh, that's a good question. Is is that like confirmed or is that like, yeah, what no does idea. it mean? It, well, I mean, I saw some comments today on uh, social about um, all the interpretation of Kawhi's Chopper's Drug Mart bag when he was on some tro- vacation <laughs> on the islands and how that, that meant he was coming back and, and there was a real estate agent helping him out. So, yeah, I suspect it probably doesn't mean too much. Yeah. Matt? Okay. Yeah. What what do you think it all means? You know, this Kyle Lowry, these rumors, I guess, you know, that his house is up for sale. He got priced out of Toronto. Okay. It's a, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> let's just yep. face the facts. He's moving to Barry and yeah. he's going to drive in for the games because, you know, like he wants to be a little bit closer to the country, but still have, you know, that big box feel. As mm-hmm. well, and uh, yeah, I think he's going to really thrive in Barrie, Ontario. <laughs> he still wants the big box feel. That's my favorite thing you've ever said. Um, I just, I'm just picturing someone be like, "I'm looking for a big box type of place." Um, and I bought also, a basketball um, net so he could work from home now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's just fully. Kyle's working from home now. He's at that part of his career. <laughs> I love it, and of course, he's getting priced out of Toronto. Yeah, that, that, that's unfortunate. That, that Toronto real estate is absolutely out of control, and uh, our, our precious Kyle can't afford to stay here. It's, it's not okay. Uh, I think that's a good note to end the pod, though. We've we've made it to the end. Uh, this was a very very fun podcast. Uh, thank you both for doing it. This is like a fun collection of people. Uh, Franco, let me let me go to you first. 
And let's just like talk about, you know, tall boys uh, for a sec here. Like, you know, I'm sure you're promoting all over the place. Uh, but let me say to anyone who's listening, these four guys are absolutely incredible. They're hilarious. Please support their show. Watch it like over and over. You know what I mean? So they get like a million hits or whatever, you know, they just let's help them algorithmically. Uh, they're genuinely lovely people as well. Um, yeah. So that's my, that's my, like, I love tall boys. Uh, but Franco, please give everyone like the important info so they can actually do stuff. Check out tall boys. It's on CBC and CBC jam. It premieres on TV on CBC, uh, Tuesday, February 16th at nine 30 PM. And it's currently presently on the gem app, uh, CBC gem. You can just find that on the interwebs. Uh, and it's a great show. We're so excited to have the second season. We have a couple basketball. I think we have one basketball sketch, uh, and, uh, yeah, very excited. They have Pretty one much. basketball sketch. Like, yeah. well, what else do you people need, man? Go check it out. Check it um, out. Uh, Allison, thank you so much for doing the pod again. We're trying to buy uh, Kyle awesome. Lowry's house. So, oh, yeah. That's the slow. goal. Just, just before I go to Allison's plugs, uh, you know, just a little, little bit of tea there. The tall boys are that big, actually. They're trying to go into Kyle Lowry's house. Like, they're that tall, A. And B, I think they can put all the money together and and move into uh, Forest Hill, or I don't know where he lives. But, uh, yeah, uh, Allison, um, Raptors Queens podcast is an amazing podcast. You're a great analyst. Thank you so much for doing this again. Um, yeah, where, where can people, you know, find you? Uh, where, where do you want them to, you know, like how should they subscribe to, to Raptors Queens? So we're all over um, where people get their podcasts normally. We're um, at Raptor Queens on Twitter. I'm at Canoe Girl. And before I go any further, I don't know if any of you um, follow the Rate My Skype Room uh, Twitter account. I just want to say my Skype room gets a complete fail. <laughs> Matt, Matt, your room is great. <laughs> Freddie, your room is great. Franco, your room is good. My room is terrible. <laughs> so um, the only other thing I want to say is we're in a climate emergency. So that's it. Hell yeah. Um, and I think you're, you're right. My Skype. I didn't know there was a thing. Oh my God. Um, it's hilarious. You got to check it out, Freddie. I feel like you're being too hard on yourself. Although I appreciate the compliment. And I mean, Matt is, I've already told him before, Mike, your setup delightful. <laughs> the books in the back, squeeze me 30 chin-ups in one sentence. Huge. Um, Paddington bear looming there in the dark see him yeah you know what fans. i'm not yeah a little bit less of a fan of the creepy uh, paddington bear in the back there but um we've made it to the end of the pod thank you so much uh everyone share subscribe uh you know uh support everyone who's uh on this pod and um yeah we'll be back next week thanks so much matt if you feel like we're good to go please sir just give me the words okay okay <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!